Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. I am Troy Shockley, and this is the Coffee Break Podcast. Thanks for joining our chat today. Coffee Break brought to you by Cochrane Insurance. Helena Public School Superintendent Tyler Ream, our guest today. Tyler, how are you doing? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm hanging in there. I, You know, an interesting time for you in particular right now, isn't it? It is. I think uh, I would say the last, uh, what now, 10 plus months have been uh, certainly interesting. Every every week seems to have its own turn. Well, and you've announced, of course, you're stepping down at the end of the school year. I mean, doing the job right, doing it the way that you've been doing it sort of eliminates pretty much any possibility of family time. And you and everybody else, of course, deserves that. So, you know, I have to ask, Tyler, what are you doing next? <laughs> That's a good, good question. I, I still, <laughs> I, you know, I, and I think I maybe last time you asked the question, I think I promised a better answer. Uh, but, uh, you know, I still don't know. I still uh, haven't spent the time that I, I need to with my family yet to try to figure out exactly what, what our next steps look like. It's been, uh, um, as you know, a pretty all-encompassing year. And so uh, at some point I'm going to have to, to do that here shortly because it's, it's January. But, uh, you know, the, the the recent winter break didn't provide the, maybe the opportunity that we were hoping for. Yeah, well, somebody's just got to write that on your calendar or something. Just Just schedule that thing in. I, I think uh, I think my wife is is going to be there uh, shortly, so she appreciates the question for sure. I've even had somebody ask me. They say I I heard that Tyler Ream is going over to OPI. Is is that true? I mean, the rumor mill is starting now, Tyler. You you got to put a you got to quash this thing. Yeah, no, that one that one's not true uh, at all. <laughs> I I don't have any plans with uh, with the OPI or 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 really anybody at this point. So um, yeah, I. I it's, it'll it'll be interesting. I, I don't know. I, it's going to need to be uh, something that I think reconnects me more uh, consistently with with uh, children and the and the opportunity with them every single day. Yeah, Helena Public School Superintendent Tyler Reem, our guest today, and uh, I I know you're still looking for what you're doing here in a couple months, but I know I'll be the first to know. You, you can tell your wife, you can tell your kids first, but you know I I know I'm then next on the list. For sure, yeah. You're definitely you're definitely put you number four. That's pretty good. Yeah, right. I'm I'm on the speed dial. I that that feels good. It's like the old Seinfeld episode. I'm on the speed dial. Um, speed dial. <laughs> meantime, the school board pretty deep in the process of uh, of looking for a replacement. How much of a part of that process are you? I'm not. Um, it's been interesting because I have you know I I have not I don't have extensive background in applying for superintendent roles, but I, I did it once upon a time uh, three years ago. And so um, I've been able to see it now from the other side. And so it's, it's really interesting uh, to see how the process comes together and all of the, the details that go into it. It, it is quite a labor-intensive process um, and something that I think um, now that I fully understand, I really do have a greater appreciation for a, a good firm that can run alongside the board and help them navigate the decisions that they need to make. Um, and so it's been it's been eye-opening for me um, to kind of be on the other side of this uh, and, and see how it all comes together. 
Yeah, you touch on that, and I think that's interesting because, uh, you know, there is a firm, of course, kind of handling, uh, you know, a, a big part of this process. And I think people may be unfamiliar with that. I'll look from the outside and go, why do they need to spend money on these people to take applications? Can't they take them? I mean, th there is probably a sense of why are they wasting money or why are they being lazy using somebody else? Or, but But this is a big deal. It is. I mean, I think there's so many things that go into hiring particularly a superintendent, and and some of that has to do with just the, the general communication that needs to be out there. And so I think some of the, you know, by, by no means is it all of the funds, but I think some of the funds that are contributed towards this process are actually dedicated for those purposes. And some of the firms, I think most firms have a network of reaching out to uh, prospective candidates. Because I honestly, I think a lot of times, I think this is true for a lot of positions. Probably your best candidate doesn't know that they're the best candidate. They might not even be looking. They might be really successful and happy in what they're doing. And sometimes they need that nudge from somebody that says, hey, did you know that Helena is open? And you know, here's why I think you might be a great candidate. Uh, and, and I think you should take a look. Um, that's a lot of what they do. And they have a deep network, both in-state and beyond um, Montana that that allows them those opportunities. I don't know how a board necessarily would be able to develop that kind of network for, for this opportunity. Yeah, and we've got uh, 25 applicants that are going to be whittled down to, sounds like somewhere in the neighborhood of six to eight semifinalists, and we'll hear about those folks. It sounds like pretty soon. Um, do you know, I mean, I assume obviously national, but do we have some local and Montana candidates in that pile as well, or have you seen that yet? I'm sure we do. I haven't seen it yet, um, and and for good reason. Um, but because I try to stay out of it as much as possible, mm -hmm. other than providing the updates that we do via the web and and, and others for anybody that's interesting or interested in the position. Um, but I would guess that we have a good, strong slate of local candidates, um, Montana local candidates. And, and probably some beyond Montana that are interested that might have roots or some sort of connection with Montana or just might be interested. So um, that's what I would guess is in there. And, and yes, as I understand it, they're in the final process of kind of looking through those 25 candidates to try to get it down to that semifinalist group. And then, you know, the original schedule, and, and obviously things can change, but the original schedule has interviews occurring here just in a few weeks where the semifinalists followed shortly thereafter by the finalist interviews. So we're potentially within a month of, of knowing uh, the board's decision in that regard. Tyler Ream is our guest on Coffee Break today. He's the superintendent of Helena Public Schools. And so you've, of course, been in the job now for uh, working on three years. You know the job. Who's right for this role? I mean, I'm, I'm not asking you to name names, but what, what skills, what attitude, what, what does that person have? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question, right? Because my answer is probably different today than it is in a normal year. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to go back to where I think that skill set needs to be. Right now, I think so much of the job is management, and it's managing the day-to-day -day of a system trying to uh, work through and transcend a pandemic. And I think that's a very different, it's a very different job, the one that I do today, than the one that I did really prior to about March 13th of, of last year. I think we will turn that corner, unless something 
horribly wrong um, happens with the vaccines or, or the virus itself, I think we turn that corner. And I think the next school year looks a lot more like a normal school year um, than, than this very unusual 2021 school year. And so I think it goes back to more of the um, more of the skill set associated with, you know, kind of understanding what the needs of the organization are and how to match those needs with the vision of what we can be. I think they've got to be a people person. I think they have to be, um, you know, constantly reaching out and, and, and being willing to be part of discussions, no matter how difficult those discussions may be, uh, to make difficult decisions. But I also think for, for anybody in education going forward, there are uh, inevitable, I think, deficits that have occurred in relation to this pandemic. Uh, and, and so I think in many ways we will be working through over the next few years how to make sure that our current students reach their full potential and that the gaps that may have associated with last spring or this fall or whatever may come um, aren't permanent gaps in their lives. So I think there's a lot of deep intervention work that needs to take place. Uh, for those that have served in high-need schools, they understand that deep intervention work. Um, but I think it's something that's going to have to happen across the system and across all of education. So maybe, maybe a, a, a little bit of a combination of both, but I think they're going to have to understand those interventions that need to take place. Well, and I know you've offered to kind of help in that transition as well, and you had that help. That's an important part of really getting things started off the right way, isn't it? It is, and, and I had the really good fortune or have the really good fortune of being able to call Jack Copps, who um, served as a wonderful uh, superintendent here in Helena for two years prior to me, and then had served as in a lot of positions across the state, superintendent and other more state-level positions, um, and and was able to tap into his, you know, quite honestly, his, his deep wisdom as to um, how to lead school systems, how to you know understand what's happening at the state level, um, and and Jack is still somebody that I talk to on a regular basis. Um, but Jack's also local, um, and, and he's retired. Um, mm -hmm. And so um, he's a little bit more accessible. I, I think, I, again, kind of going back to our first, our first part of our conversation, I don't know what, what next year will be like for right. me. I don't know where I'll be or what I will be doing. Um, there's a very good chance that I won't be retired. So um, I, don't, I don't know that we'll have the exact same relationship that maybe – uh, Jack and I had, and I think that was really fortunate for me. Uh, but I will do everything that I can to assist this person, um, you know, in their initial kind of phase in to the position, whether that be across several weeks or several months, um, and then certainly be available to them no matter where I am uh, for years to come in, in hopes that um, I can help them. And, and I know that they will be. I think we've got the foundations in place. Uh, for them to take this and, and move our system forward. Um, but I'm happy to help in any regard. Helena Public School Superintendent Tyler Ream with us today. We've got to take a little break, so we'll go ahead and do that and then come back and chat more with Tyler on Coffee Break. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. 
In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back in. This is Coffee Break, and I'm Troy Shockley. We're chatting today with Helena Public School Superintendent Tyler Ream, and the weird school year continuing, but we are getting ready for finals this week. I know my daughter's been kind of in a uh, don't-bother-me zone for about a week or so. The kid's got six finals tomorrow. Uh, pretty focused on studying for those, but uh, we're almost at the end of another uh, sort of segment of the school year here. We are. We're, we're nearing that halfway point in the school year uh, at the end of the first semester. And, and an important part of the school year, I think, for us, um, you know, things, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have our first comparative, in some ways, and I think we might have lost Tyler there. But I think that might be his phone and not ours, actually. Who knows? <laughs> You never know. Let's blame it on his phone. Live radio is something else. Um, I'm going to sit here and just randomly talk as I try, just in case it is our phone, I'm going to see if I I can get him on my phone. And we'll do the whole, uh, you know, the speakerphone thing. You know, it's worked before. So we're going to try it here. It's it's ringing. I'm glad you have a good speakerphone. Mine doesn't work as well as yours. (laughs) Hey, there he is. Tyler, I don't know if that was us or if that was you, but I, I'm just going to assume. I'm, I'm going to blame it on us, and I'm going to say. I, I, have, I have no idea. All of a sudden, I was talking to myself, and I do that. So. That's okay. As long as you don't talk yeah. back, that's when we have an issue, <laughs> when you have the conversation. But, uh, you know, just talking to yourself, I got no problem with that. Um, but but we cut. We, we lost you there at the, the front end of, uh, of, of your statement there. But it, weird school year, but we've hit the delineation. I mean, we're at the end of a semester. Right. Yeah. It's, it's an important part of the school. I think any school year, this is an important part of the year, but it's, I think of particular importance this year because we, you know, we're getting to the end of that semester. And so we'll be able to compare kind of where we are uh, definitively by comparison to where we were maybe at this point last year. Um, We're also in the middle of our um, winter kind of benchmark for assessments and so we'll be able to compare uh, for the first time even though the assessment isn't necessarily used for comparative purposes but we'll be able to understand a little bit about um, how our students are progressing where their strengths are and, and what needs have developed that we need to address so important part of the year for sure yeah i mean thinking back to the summer tyler i mean what were your thoughts on how the school year might go to this point because it's of course different but it feels like it's gotten a whole lot better than potential worst case scenarios we were thinking of yeah i mean i think back to gosh where where you know i think my mind was and and what we were hearing and what we were reading um you know during the summertime and 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 even into this school year i remember that weekend where we were notified of our first case associated with a student and a staff member um, and and kind of what, you know, the panic associated with that. And then I think about, you know, where we were in late November um, and, 
you know, it, just in our system alone, we had about 150 uh, staff members who were quarantined, and that wasn't that didn't include just that. That was just people who were quarantined, not people who actually tested positive for COVID or were out for for other purposes, caretaking and others. Um, and so I think about these kind of different chapters that we have worked through in the year, and and we're very much in an, in another one now. Um, we are very much in this mid-year point. Um, and we have an obligation to look at what we've been doing, what's working and what's not working, and comparison, compare that to the national guidance that's coming out about schools that quite honestly is seeming to state that schools are much safer places uh, than, than they were feared to be back in the fall or even in the summertime. There was so much fear that schools were going to be kind of these uh, havens for for COVID transmission, and I think for good reason because when you think about a normal year, you know the flu season, for example, that that tends to spiral through schools. Um, but it hasn't been the case with COVID, and I think a lot of that credit goes to um, our our employees or just educators across the nation and students for how seriously they've taken the safety and health protocols. Yeah, it's certainly a lot of kudos to hand out, right? I mean, from teachers to staff to faculty. And I, I think students should be credited here, too. I mean, incredibly difficult to do this sort of half in, half out kind of education for many of them. You know, without that in-person instruction, the hands-on help, it, it can be really hard to get some of these things figured out. And they're finding a way to, to battle through and make it happen. They are. I mean, I think the um, the resilience of, of so many portions of our community, whether it be what our students are doing on a daily basis and, and how from the physical changes of school to the mental changes of school, um, what they've, they've had to work through and continue to work through, um, what our parents have, have, you know, have done to support their children, uh, to support schools, to support their teachers and the understanding that they have for what teachers are going through. And then I think teachers and, and really everybody in education um, you know, I think about the kind of the typical year and, and what the job entails, whether it be from a teacher to a bus driver to a para to a principal. And I really think in many ways people are doing two jobs in one this year and that their job is, is almost twice as difficult as it is in a normal year. And, and they continue to put their best foot forward every single day. And I'm exceptionally proud to be associated with this group of professionals. Helena Public School Superintendent Tyler Ream with us on Coffee Break today. And you did go to phase zero for a few weeks at the high schools here a bit back. And it seems like looking back at that, that worked out just the way that you were hoping it would. We did. It was the only time that we had to phase down or even phase, quite honestly, in the first semester. Um, and during, way back in the summer, we, we worked hard to create a system because, again, we didn't know whether or not we'd be phasing every month um, or exactly what was going to happen in the year. And so, um, you know, kudos again, I think, to the, the administrators, to the, the students, to the educators, to everybody that, that made that work because that any sort of change is going to be difficult. But I think they did a, a tremendous job with it. Um, I wish that we had another choice, but quite honestly, we were going to have more than a few classrooms 
um, especially that week leading up to Thanksgiving, but certainly the week afterwards as well, where we were going to have classrooms that did not have employees physically in the classroom. Um, and um, it wasn't a decision that I liked to make. It wasn't the one that I wanted to make, uh, but it was the one that certainly we had to make. Yeah, well, and so far the numbers, as you pointed out, the numbers in uh, our schools as far as COVID infections, uh, really pretty low. And uh, locally, we didn't really see any huge bump after the holidays either. We didn't, no. And I think nationwide, we were certainly being told that there was going to be a bump associated with Thanksgiving and then certainly the holidays and New Year's. And you know, now we're past kind of this midway point that they kind of tagged for, hey, this is your period of time where we're going to see a surge um, in the first half of the month in January. We really, at least locally um, and, and across the state of Montana, we didn't see that. Um, and I'm very, very thankful for that. I'm very thankful that what they said would occur hasn't occurred. Now, it, 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 it has impacted other states, um, but it seemed like Montana was maybe struggling with COVID a little bit more earlier in the fall um, than other states uh, were, and, and, and now they are. And so I think one of the questions that, you know, I ask on a regular basis, and, and I haven't really heard a good response necessarily for it, is why? Um, why do things seem to cycle? Why do things seem to move um, across states and impact certain areas disproportionately, and then it just kind of slows down. Um, and, and how do you predict that and, and better understand it? But I am certainly thankful for where our numbers are today because they were predicted to be uh, much worse going into this first part of January. Helena Public School Superintendent Tyler Ream with us today. We've got about five minutes left with him. And uh, Tyler, there are other districts looking at returning to full-time in person. Some of them, I think, have, have already done that. We have a plan laid out, of course, for the district. Where are we on the line graph there? I mean, is, is this a discussion that you're having with other administration, with the school board, about are we looking at returning to five days a week kids in school? Yes. I mean, I think that's something that we, we given the guidance that um, we have been provided, um, we used steadily the guidance that came out of the Harvard Global Health Institute for considering what phases we would be making uh, during the fall. Um, just prior to uh, just prior to the holidays on December 21st, uh, Harvard released some new guidance that basically said, you know, here's here's what schools need to think about. Um, and as they really think about this second semester, um, you are right. There are several school districts that have really been in the all student model uh, for the entire school year uh, in terms of class AA schools here in Montana. There are others, uh, Bozeman and Missoula, that have uh, made decisions or have phased up from the hybrid model, and, and we have not. And so these are obviously things that we have to consider. I think any model has to, you know, especially in the middle of a pandemic where things are changing, I think we always have to be committed to, to taking a look at what does the research say, what, is the, what do the numbers say, and then, quite honestly, what, what is our community feeling? And so we're in the process of, of gaining that data, um, pulling together a committee, and, and really working through some potential recommendations that can be made to the board um, as we think about this second semester. Is there some sort of 
timeline set on that conversation? I mean, obviously you don't want to rush through anything, but do you have sort of, you know, benchmark dates of this is when we're going to discuss this or is it just kind of as it happens? It's going to need to be in the, in the next few weeks. Um, there are a couple of things that are concurrently happening. One of those is if you remember originally educators, everybody in education and childcare were part of the vaccine rollout in phase 1B. Uh, that changed a couple of Tuesdays ago. In fact, I think two Tuesdays ago, um, that changed and, and educators, childcare were moved back into 1C. So we know that, you know, initially I thought that literally today we would start vaccines for um, our employees. That's not going to happen. Um, and it looks like maybe the earliest that happens is late March at the earliest. Now, that said, um, with the, the group of 16 to 69-year-olds with certain pre-existing health conditions, we will have many um, of our employees that will be able to access those vaccines. And quite honestly, those are our most vulnerable employees from a health standpoint. I don't exactly know who they are, um, but they know who they are and, and they know their own health conditions. And, and so we're working with Lewis and Clark Public Health to see if we can figure out how to get them vaccines um, so that they have that level of protection for whatever decisions are made. So that needs to happen in the next few weeks. I am cognizant, though, of, you know, any sort of forthcoming decision um, or recommendation to the board about phasing up and doing so really before our most vulnerable employees have access uh, to that needed vaccine. I wish, quite honestly, just personally, I wish that it were um, all of our employees um, but I, I certainly do not envy um, or disagree with the, you know, the governor. I think he's got a, a very difficult series of decisions to make on kind of who gets access to that. And, um, 16 to 69 year olds with uh, certain pre-existing health conditions seems like a good decision. Candidly, I, I, I wish that we were part of that in terms of our teachers, our paras, our uh, bus drivers and others who are in close proximity uh, to our students on a on a daily basis, but um, you know we'll we'll figure out what needs to be done and move forward. Yeah, I mean the the fact that we're even talking about it as yeah, I think this could be a legitimate, realistic possibility. That's a good thing. It, it is right. I mean, I think we have to be we have to be mindful. I I think that we're in a pandemic and that there are certain things that need to remain part of our practice. I wish I could say to a student or a parent. School is going to be um, normal here soon. I, I don't think it will be, um, and I haven't seen anybody say, you know, it's a it's a wise idea to go ahead and take your mask off when you know you're in a public setting um, in close proximity to others, right? And so there are certain practices that I think are just going to need to be in place in this 2021 school year. We don't know what next year will look like. And I yeah. think, you know, vaccines for children under the age of 16 is going to be a really important development in that regard. Um, but, um, but you know, that, that's in the future. We're thinking about what we need to do here in the next few weeks and across the next few months. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.